There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning in. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. We'll continue today in our message on Psalms chapter 10. Psalms chapter 10 was recorded at the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, and we're going to continue to use that message that the Lord has given us, and we'll just segment it, and we'll use that for the podcast this day. Now, I would do want to add and remind each of you that listen that Brother Dale Morey from Liberty Behind Bars Ministry will be here on Friday preaching on the difference between set free and made free. You don't want to miss that. If you're looking for the messages preached this week, as we've continued on in special meetings, now we're in our really part of a third week of our special meetings here in Black Creek, New York. If you go to onesoulatatime.net, and if you click on the Preacher's Corner, those messages from the last couple of weeks are available if you would like to listen. Here's the continuation of Psalm chapter 10. He lieth in wait secretly, in verse 9, as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor, but he draweth him into his net. He crouches and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. And here's verse 11. This is the last look in this particular portion that God gives us of his heart. As far as what he says in his heart. God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. Why do you do what you do? Do we really think God doesn't see it? Do we really think God doesn't know? Do we really think God's hid his face from us? Why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in time of trouble? God doesn't see. He's hid his eyes from me. God doesn't know me. God doesn't care what I do. I'll just do what I need to do. What I need to do to survive. What I want to do to make. God doesn't. God's anger is the wicked every day. Lord, did you see that? I didn't hear an audible voice. I must be okay. The eyes of the Lord are where, church? Beholding both the good and the evil. I haven't gone over anything since I got saved. I go, well, judgment was not 
speedily executed on me, so I must be okay. I didn't die. God didn't kill me. None of the wrath of God. My children lived. My wife's alive. Man, things, I guess I must have got away with. How many times have some of us thought we got away with things? Oh, we're good. We're good to go. We're fine. Yeah, no problem. It's always kind of funny. You know, I never, in all my years, I never went to jail. Never. The two times the police came to my house, they didn't come with one, two, four, ten. They came with twenty, twenty-five. First time I got detained, I was run with a fellow. He was a crook. He was committing wire fraud. I kind of knew about it. I was too dumb to understand it all. When they came and took us in, they took me up to the post, the military post. And I, I'm not making this up. I was with the FBI, Secret Service, AT&T Security, Citibank Security, Washington County Sheriff's, Department of Justice, DIS. They're flashing badges around me. They said, do you know why you're here? And I said, to be honest, I don't really know. And the head of Citibank Security got over and got in my face and said, because you're a con man and a thief. Say, oh, that. I wasn't even the one doing it. They'll never catch me. They'll never get a hold of this. Nobody's going to figure this out. And how many of those things are on people's consciences? I hope God never figures this out. I hope God never catches up. I hope God never deals with this. They've put it aside. They've buried it. They've hid it. And God has not judged them. So they think, I'm okay. God's still angry with them. And God is going to judge them. And God is going to pour out his wrath upon them. They say, no, God doesn't see. God doesn't hear. I got away with it. And where does he say that? In his heart. Did I not prophesy in that name? I not do many wonderful works. Was I not the finest Christian there was? You say, you must be born again. I know a lot of people turned over a new leaf. You read stories all the time. People turned over a new leaf. You're tired of sin. Catches up with them. I worked with a fellow. Now listen, he could tell, he could tell stories. Now they were different than Brother Dale's stories. He could tell stories of living in South Philly. It's an Irish, Irish, Italian mixed immigrant. They ran with a certain gang in South Philly. He showed his scars on his shoulder where he still occasionally have burning from little particles of salt been in his shoulder for 30 years. He said, How does salt get in your shoulder? Night watchman at the rail yard. He told the story. I never knew what a wood shampoo was. He told the story, running, running for the police. He said he ran blocks and blocks and blocks. Finally, he had to stop before he had a heart attack, catch his breath. He said he looks up, his police officer standing there, and he said, you can't outrun a radio boy. And he gave him a wood shampoo. He with a nightstick, busted his head up. He go, look, scars. 
I said, Joe, what happened? He said, well, Judge gave me a choice. Join the Marine Corps, go to prison. He said, I joined the Marine Corps. 30 years. E-9. Active duty. Honorable. Combat veteran. Turned over a new leaf. Cuss, right? Blaspheme God. Nice guy. Loved him. Nice, one of the nicest guys I've worked with. Rough as a cop. Loved him. Turned over a new leaf. But God's angry at the wicked every day. You can't escape what you've done. You can't escape where you've been. You can't escape the things you have done. You can't escape what you are. So God sent me here tonight to warn you that you better deal with your past. I'm not about saying it's God, too. When God, the pastor talked about it last night, when God begins to bring those things up in us, better deal with them. I was telling young Samuel Asquith tonight, a time not too long ago, being so bitter with a man. And I wrestled with a battle. I wrestled and battled and wrestled. So God just exposed it publicly how bitter I was. Right just in front of my church apologize. Now, I was told to apologize for what I said, but I wouldn't apologize for what I said. I was apologizing, apologizing for why I said it. It wasn't what I said, it's why I said it. I was bitter. I told the church, I said, I've been bitter with you. He apologized for what he said, to God be the glory. I finally saw him a couple years later. We were in a store together. I told my wife, I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to go get this set. She's like, oh, no, not here. I said, no, no, right here. <laughs> we got a set. They had a really bad sale day in that aisle. Nothing was sold for half an hour because everybody's afraid to go down the aisle. When I left, I told my wife, I said, it's amazing. I'm not bitter with him. I actually have pity for him. It took two years and shaming me multiple times to realize how bitter I was. And I'm the guy that preaches on bitterness. I'm the guy that tells people, listen, I know how to expose bitterness in my own life. I'm the guy to go around. Listen, I, God dealt with me with bitterness 20 years ago, and He exposed bitterness in my life, and I know how to deal with bitterness, and I know how to conquer bitterness. And as far as I know, I'm not. And here I was bitter with somebody. God said, You're not going to get away with that. What are you getting away with? Arise, O Lord God, lift up thine hand, forget not the humble. Wherefore doth the wicked contemn God? He has said in his heart, Thou wilt not require it. Oh, it's not going to deal with me. This is who I am. It's me. Why would God deal with me? Doesn't God know who I am? Doesn't God know how much money I have? Doesn't God know the person that I am? Doesn't God know how humble I am? Doesn't God know how seeking I am? Doesn't God know just how wonderful a person I really am? No, he really doesn't. <laughs> But he knows how wonderful the sun is. Right. If you have the sun, you have life. If you have life, you have it more abundantly. If you have it more abundantly, then you can cope with some of these things. 
You see, when I stand before God, I will not be judged for my sin. I'll be judged for these things done in this flesh, whether it be good, whether it be evil. I'll not be judged for my sin. Every loss of reward, I'll have, listen, I got a lot of wood, hay, and stubble. As I got a lot of wood, hay, and stubble. But I do believe there's also some gold, I believe there's some silver. I'll be lost to reward. I'll not be judged for sin. To God be the glory. If God kills me tonight, and I die tonight, you go tell the world Tim McVeigh told us the truth tonight. And that he died. God forbid. I leave my wife and my children. But you just tell people. Tim McVeigh came to our church and told us the truth. And preached to us. And preached what God gave him. And then he died. You better be real careful saying God killed him. There's a lot of that judgment going on with people. Something bad happens. Well, yep, God's killed him. God's hurt him. Yep, God made him sick. Yep, God did this. God did it. And yet, we won't examine our own selves. You know why that, that that comes out of us is cast into the draft? Do you know why it goes out like that? Just to show us every day what's really in us. I believe that. Don't get offended by that. I believe God just shows you every day what's inside of you. He shows you the physical. It's cast out. It goes away. It's disgusting. It's abhorred. It's a reminder of what's in us. Would be to God would look spiritually at what's in us by what comes out of us. Charity Sam, I hate to tell this story, but it's going to have to happen. I came in last night. The dog wanted to go out, and uh, I didn't kick it or anything. <clears throat> then I go to the back where they let it out, and bags of trash just ripped apart. I said, good dog. <laughs> I said, bad dog. You know, hunched down, open the door, dog goes out. I said, well, I'm just a guest, and I'm not feeling real spiritual, but... I'll pray about cleaning this up. Amen. After Brother Hayes' message on Wednesday, you'd think I would have learned Brother Hayes. <laughs> I had to pray about it. Well, then the dog comes back in. We found out the hard way. The dog ate most of what was in the trash. And I said, well, I see a need here. So I'm going to call Sam. He's the homeowner. I'm not sure exactly what to do. And Sam said, my wife will clean it up. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I don't want to gross anybody out. But the dog's stomach couldn't, Audie, my tell you, that dog's stomach could not have been that big. <laughs> it was vile. And the girls, because they're hard-hearted and used to changing diapers, they're like, hey, look, here's a, hey, look what we found, you know. Ow. Just vile. <laughs> you know why it came out? Because it was in there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Amen. That's right. Why does that temple come out? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking on Sister Todd. Y'all better be thankful. Why does that temper come out? 
She can, she can take it. Why does that lust come out? Why does that bitterness come out? Why does that hatred of holiness come out? Why is that troubling? Why is that troubling in families? Why does it come out? Because it's buried deep inside. And every once in a while, it just bothers us. It fills us up. We just got to puke it out. Okay. I was trying to spiritual. I was quoting scripture. That's the dog who turned to his vomit. So the fool who turned to his folly. The dog didn't return. So the girls cleaned it up. I remember last night thinking, boy, that's just like a lot of people. It comes out, everybody else has to clean it up. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of marriages. Yeah. All that. Can I use a better word? Good, good, good Bible word. Vomit. Pew. Comes out. Wife has to clean it up. Children have to clean it up. Uh-oh. Because of what's buried in me. Uh-oh. Are we okay? God's angry with the wicked. Keep hiding. Keep burying. It's going to keep coming out. Why some of you can't get a hold of this thing of lust? Because you let it get buried deep in your soul. It comes out all the time on you. Trying to hide it. Trying to bury it. I don't say you go around and talk about it publicly. You get ashamed to do that. But you're not going to hide it from God either. You know, adultery starts, starts in the heart. You know what's conceived? It's conceived in the heart. So where do you hide it? In the heart. See, I was an old thief. I like to admit that people hate a thief. I would say 25 years, but might have slide a little bit. Now, I wasn't just a common thief. I was an ignorant thief. And I'm an ignorant thief. And once in a while, a temptation across my mind. Well, you could just do this. And that scheming pops in my and I go, ah! Right. That's not me anymore. That's right. Why does it pop up? <laughs> Come on now. Well, I'm not that same lust-filled man I used to be. Then why does it pop up? Come on. Come on. I'm not that same... Sorry, sister, you know I love you. I've been putting up with you almost as long as him. <laughs> Why does that anger keep popping up? You say, well, you don't know what was done to me. No, but I know what was done to him. Yes. Well, far outweighs what was done to you. I preached Frank Townsend several years ago. The man sits on the front row there, well, front row by the door, second row, I guess, and is behind his wife. Big, burly, redneck. I got done preaching. He came and physically grabbed a hold of me, tears running down his face. He said, Brother, what you preached it needs to be preached everywhere. He said, That's what happened to me when I was a boy. 
He said, I still battle. I still struggle with it. Another man got up, told the pastor, we're never coming back here. That was, I think, the word he used. Not unclean. as a word he used. It vulgar. That was just vulgarity in the pulpit. When I found out about that, I just said, goodbye. You give me that man sitting on the front row broken. God broke his heart. I'll take that man a hundred times over. Then someone says, That's, you shouldn't talk about those things. That's just awful. That's just terrible. In church of all places. It's too close to home. But they'll let it in their house on the television. They'll let it in their house. I was trying so hard. They let it in their house in the movies. They let it in their house through the internet. Then the preacher, he's vulgar. Amen. And somebody told me recently, said, we don't like that John Asper. I just let people talk. That didn't bother me. You don't pick my friends, I don't pick your friends. We don't like that John Asper. And you know what they found fault with you, oh brother? That thing you said at Youth Week about Bill Rand, I believe Oliver Green, said to send him to death. We were all upset about that. I thought, well, Oliver Green was dead 20 years before you were born. You don't know Bill Randall. You don't know John Asquith. You don't know Oliver Green. I was like, why would you find fault with that? They don't dog. It's because of everything else you said. That's right. Find that one thing you don't like I said tonight. If you want to talk to me about it, talk to me about it. If you talk to God about it, talk to God about it. But why don't you find that thing God said and then talk to him about it? I know it went a little long, even for me. I warned you last night. Tomorrow we won't go long because 10 till 7, Pastor Hayne, I'm going to be done. Maybe quarter till. I will be done. So I think I better just get out tonight. You say, what are we doing Thursday? Well, why don't you just pray? Yeah. Why don't you just pray? There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal.
child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory.